Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Morata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Morata. Spectacular. Bickley and Morata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Morata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Happy Friday, Valley sports fans. As Sarah the Ruthless just told you, yes, we have arrived. I'm feeling a little sheepish because there's a donut hole in my week. I kind of wasn't here on Tuesday and Wednesday, but that's okay. Donut holes are delicious. Who's County, yeah, right? Do you like donut holes there, Jarrett? Oh, oh donuts. I never understood. I understand the name but it doesn't really make sense because it's the hole is the hole. Mm-hmm. This yeah. would be what would fill in the donut hole. Donut filler is what we should call these things. Donut hole filler. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. or, you know, Duncan had the right idea. Yeah, I don't mean to upset Ben Affleck if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so there's always there's always donuts here on Friday. Jim Sharp always tends to bring them in. Would you, you don't generally destroy these donuts. Why? It's not my. I'm not. I don't have a sweet tooth, really. Okay. I'm much I more gotcha. into savory. Yeah, especially, I'm kind of the same way. But uh, Sarah enjoys it. Well, <laughs> Luke Lipinski has a big sweet tooth. Oh, does he? That's why he's so high energy always from the sugar oh, rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Indeed. So what's going on, anybody? Anybody's got funny stories? Anything fun happened to you guys yesterday? No? I worked all day. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anything fun happened? Not in this life, no. Well, we got a lot of basketball ahead of us this week, and at yes. least we got that going we do. for us. Yeah, we had some good basketball I, last night. We had some good basketball last I night. I actually stayed up to watch the end of the Gonzaga UCLA game, mm-hmm. which ended about, what, 9.15 or so, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a little past my normal bedtime, so yes. I was texting with my group chat of my friends and on the game and the ending and stuff and how brutal it was for UCLA, and, and then I woke up to a bunch of texts being like, oh no, did you get fired? Why are you still awake? <laughs> Is that how they reacted? No, because yeah, I don't usually text that late. Oh, I got you. No such yeah. luck, guys. Yeah. What? <laughs> Whoops! Not Whoops. this way. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm with you on that. I, I, I love this Marquis Noel kid, this kid who plays for Kansas State. Apparently, mm-hmm. KD loves him, too. Yeah. He tweeted out last night about him. That kid, I, See, that's like old-school college basketball. Some point guard you never heard of, between yes. the legs, all over the, and you're like, Five Whoa. foot eight. Yeah. Short right. king. Yeah. Right, exactly. Did you see Muggsy Bogues tweeting about him? I miss that. Did, did you see... Uh, tiny pod. Did you see Matt Ishbia at the Michigan at that game with all the Michigan State alum? Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas? Let's yeah. hope that will be the Why last serious basketball disappointment Matt Ishbia will have for quite some time. Let's hope. All right. We can hope. Start the show, Ferret. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Panama. Panama coming. Panama coming. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Suns road trip concludes tonight in Sacramento against the Kings at Golden One Center. Suns are reeling. They've lost five of six games and no immediate help coming in terms of players getting healthy. Kevin Durant, uh, DeAndre Ayton remain out for tonight's game. Kings currently third in the West. They've lost two straight themselves. They haven't lost three in a row since Thanksgiving, by the way. Kevin Herter questionable for tonight's uh, game with a knee strain. It gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starting at 6.30 with John Bloom and Tim Kempton on the uh, 90, uh, the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Today, tomorrow, Sacramento, Philly, another brutal mm-hmm. two-city back-to-back uh, against really good basketball teams. This is a tough, stiff test for the Suns. Okay, so um, can we take solace that maybe after Friday and Saturday, even in a worst-case scenario, that maybe the the bad stuff's coming to an end? Maybe. That maybe KD and DA will be coming back, and then you've got a winnable game to start next week. Let's hope, right, Vinny? We, you can hope, right? All we got is hope right now. That's all we got. Last night in the NBA, the Clippers routed the Thunder 127 to 105 behind 32 points from Kawhi Leonard. 13 of 15 shooting for Kawhi. LA lessens the gap on the Suns. They now trail Phoenix by just one one thousandth of a percentage point for fourth place in the Western Conference. And a team nobody is talking about in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers, got another road win. They beat Brooklyn 116 114. Isaac Okoro hit the game winning three with a second left for the Cavs. Now they got 47. Seven wins. Uh, yeah, they're, they're having a much better season than I thought they were going to have. I thought they were going to be good. They're yeah. way better than I uh, thought yes. they were going to be. Agreed. Uh, Lakers star LeBron James could return to play games in the last week of the regular season, according to reports coming out of L.A., but James himself uh, went on social media yesterday and shot down that timetable, saying there hasn't been further evaluation or a target date set for his return and that he's controlling his own message. Uh, the Lakers oh, currently boy. one of four teams in the Western Conference playing nine games left on their schedule. Their final three games, by the way, if LeBron can make it back against the Clippers, Suns, and Jazz the week of April 5th. Yeah, you know load management's getting out of control when people can't even express optimism about, about somebody's return. Yeah. No, don't go there. I might not be ready. <laughs> don't put that kind of pressure on me. Don't trigger me. <laughs> I'm not going to work on your timetables. Yeah, don't upset me here. <laughs> Trying to get better. <laughs> Great night in the NCAA tournament. Sweet 16 in New York. Kansas State advances. 98-93 overtime win over Michigan State. Marquise Noel, 20 points in a new tourney record. 19 assists for the Wildcats. Ninth-seeded Florida Atlantic. They move on to a, uh, with a 62-55 win over Tennessee. In the West region in Vegas, UConn continues its impressive role. The fourth-seeded Huskies, coached by Dan Hurley, wrecked Arkansas. 88-65. Oh. Jordan Hawkins had 24 for UConn. And what a game to cap it off. Gonzaga and UCLA should be required to play in every NCAA tournament. I, I, I totally agree. Here, yeah. here. Totally agree. Gonzaga gets a long three-pointer from Julian Strother with 7.2 seconds left to give the Bulldogs a 79-76 win over UCLA. UCLA didn't score a basket for 11 minutes and then a 10-1 run in 41 seconds to get get the lead College back. College basketball it is so weird. Nuts. Yeah, it is. Drew, it is. Drew Timmy had 36 points Timmy. to lead uh, Gonzaga. 
Arizona State's Jemiah Neal has entered the transfer portal, according to reports. 31 games mostly off the bench this year. And it's a little bit disappointing, too, with the way he stepped up late in the season. Nearly doubled his scoring output starting with the uh, Pac-12 tournament and shot 54.8% in the last five games of the year. Uh, four more games tonight. South Region and Louisville. Top seed Alabama faces San Diego State. And six-seeded Creighton will try to end Cinderella Princeton's run in the Midwest region in Kansas City. It's fifth-seeded Miami against top-seeded Houston. And number three, Xavier facing number two, Texas. I know half the show very much in support of Sean Miller and the Musketeers. I'm down for a win. Are you? Although Texas is in my title game, uh, so I'm, I'm conflicted. So you're actually, yeah, right. Oh, oh wait, yeah. that bracket thing is still going on? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Vince yeah. forgot to turn his in. Uh, Arizona Cardinals may hope he loses by a thousand. Who, <laughs> really? John Miller? Yeah. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals made another move on Thursday. They signed linebacker Josh Woods to a one-year deal. Four-year veteran started his career with the Bears. Bears. And spent last season with the Lions. The Lions. Uh, primarily a special teams performer. 71% of Detroit special team snaps. He played only 10 snaps on defense. So take that for what it's worth. Split squad, split results for the D-backs. The half to travel to Mesa got beat up by the Cubs 11-1. to Ryan Nelson still in the running to start the uh, season as the fifth starter. Gave up three runs on four hits in four and two-thirds innings. The other half beat the Dodgers 11-5 to at Salt River Fields. Ten runs in the first inning for the D-backs. Nick Ahmed had a three-run homer to highlight it. They've got the Reds today at Salt River Fields at 110. Another big injury in Major League Baseball. Reese Hoskins, the first baseman for Philadelphia, tears an ACL in a spring training game. They're already without Bryce Harper for at least half the season. Mm -hmm. So that... uh that nightmarish NL East, it's still good, but yeah. man, so many injuries so far in that division. Absolutely brutal. If you're a Mets fan, you're bummed out. If you're a Phillies fan, mm-hmm. you're bummed out. You're never happy if you're a well, Mets that is true. Fan. That is real. true. You're just bummed out. Period. And if you're a Braves fan, yeah. you probably aren't going to start paying attention until late yeah. September. Yeah. Or oh, Marlin- oh, if you're a Marlins fan, you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> you're that one man who traveled to all the games. And if you're a Nationals fan, you might be in Jarrett Carlin's family. Dad, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Then you're a Carlin. Uh, and and you got some weird nickname that's related to speed. <laughs> Lionel Messi became just the second player to reach the 800 career goal mark for club and country when he scored in Argentina's 2-0 friendly win over Panama in Buenos Aires last night. He joins Cristiano Ronaldo as the only other player I, um, to reach that mark. So I don't know if you saw the footage of, of Messi trying to go out to dinner in Buenos Aires. Yes. I, I, it dawned on me that I don't know if there is anybody in America who would be as beloved as a sports figure as that dude is there in Argentina. That's a great question. I mean, Not we, universally, we see in a country. the, the so, paparazzi stuff happen yeah, here, but yeah, that that level of worship there, oof. that level of idolatry, he might he might be in a class of one right now. Could be Just saying. There you go. There's your splash for Friday, March 24th. Coming up next. Let's go. Suns in Sacramento with a big two-game stretch here. Have they got what's been bugging them out of their heads? We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Oxygen Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that, that's a huge disparity. 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say. That was the scene Wednesday night, Los Angeles. Suns lose to the Lakers. Monty Williams answered one question and uh, punctuated. 
with that and uh, got up. The only thing that was missing was like a David Fisdale, take that for data kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like a, a hammer exclamation point yes. to just kind of bring it all home. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm wondering, because we didn't hear from the Suns yesterday, they, they had the off day in, in Sacramento. Uh, we didn't hear any practice audio or get any, any quotes from the team that you know is, is you know in Sacramento. We did hear from James Jones. I'm wondering what the mindset is now. Post game like that, you do get you know the amped up emotions. We see it all the time, both good and bad, with professional athletes and coaches. So I'm wondering what now, or what the message was yesterday. If if we know anything about Monty Williams, it was okay. We get let's get this out of our system. Let's move forward. Yeah. Now they're not going to be able to move forward from it. Until they improve their defensive uh, performance, yeah, well, that's the, listen, that's the issue. And and to me, and this is gonna t- this is gonna be a topic we're gonna be swimming and marinating in all day long. To me, what's interesting, Vinny, is he has now spoken up about officiating after the last three losses. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's made it a point after the last three losses, the Bucks, the Thunder, and the last game against the Lakers to bring up officiating. Yet. The Monty Williams I know and covered, he he doesn't want his team focusing on this. So I wonder how much of this is really bothering him, how much he feels like he has to say something post-game. Because the question really becomes to a lot of people, myself included, why won't you say something during the game when you might be able to kind of really, and not say something, but do something akin to walking out of a press conference? Why don't you do something there where the officials go, "Uh uh-oh, this did we do? Did we mess up? Why is my, what? And, and you know what I mean. You can change a game in progress. So I don't know how much of this is serving the team. I don't know how much of this is something Monty really hates even engaging in. Mm-hmm. Because I I've heard him on many occasions talk about how this team needs to stay focused. And from my that's from my vantage point, he's right on the money about that. Yes. That this team needs to look up and over and past these refs. No matter what it, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what it takes, that's what they have. No matter how rich the injustice may seem, they need to get up and over it. I agree. Some way, somehow. I agree. And and you know they're going to shoot less free throws. Statistically, it, it bears out their style of play doesn't lend itself to that. There's been times this year. I did a, a, a quick little look at it. Uh, Nineteen times this year, Bick, they've been outshot. By 10 or more free throw attempts with varying results. Sometimes they win those games, sometimes they lose those games. I think where the frustration really lies in the current for the Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams is the extreme disparity in these last three games. We saw what Giannis was able to do and just lived at the line 37 to 16, 21 free throws more. Mm-hmm. In the loss to Oklahoma City, 36 to uh, 24. Whatever your table happens to look like. Yeah, that's what I always say. Uh, 36 to 24, 22 different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the the really extreme, and I think it was the biggest gap all season long for the Suns, 46 for the Lakers and 20 for the Suns. So those, you know, you're going to get outshot from time to time. They had a game against Miami where they shot five free throws earlier in the year, and it came up and it was a blip and they moved past it. But when yeah. you have three straight losses where free throws are such a big part of it, yes, part of that frustration is with 
with the officiating, but part of the frustration is with how you're defending these players. Oh, yeah. And how they're not, and Monty has talked about that recently, too. You know, we didn't have players on the floor that were executing our game plan, and I got to get the right guys out there. So I, I think there's this big stew of frustration. Oh, I think so. And hopefully, just find a way, again, find a way to win a game Put a Band-Aid on it. Buy yourself some time until you can get a couple of key players back, and we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I, I do think there's some value in that. I, I do know that this has been, as we have said, this has been one bizarre series of sports seasons for us. To go from the Cardinals and that dysfunction from day one to the end to the Suns season, which is almost equally bizarre. Mm-hmm. This has really been an emotional roller coaster Teeter-totter. Meat, meat grinder. Meat grinder, however you want to call it. And, and yet, when you step back, we, you, you also acknowledge that, you know, when KD comes back, this is going to be a dangerous basketball team. Mm-hmm. And and so it's just all a big adjustment for us right now because Kevin Durant's only been here for three games. Those three games sure seem like a lot of fun, though. And that fun seemed to go away very fast. It just—it's been a bizarre, bizarre turn of events to be in a bizarre time to be an Arizona sports fan, as oh. if it isn't always. Yeah, it's just a different kind of bizarre. A that's different it, kind that's of the bizarre. only thing that yeah. changes is how bizarre it gets or what the bizarre feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Jones, the president of basketball operations for the Suns, was on with, for his weekly visit with Burns and Gambo yesterday here on Arizona Sports, and he shared his advice to the team in these trying times by just moving on. Um, I, I get it. People want to continue to, to harp on it. You know, we've, we've, we've made our point. Uh, we think that, you know, we need to continue to, to, to be resilient. Um, but more importantly, we just need to control, control what we can control. And so we're going to go into, like I said, the, the next a few games for us are, are big. We have Sacramento coming up. We have Philly coming up. Um, we're just thinking about how we can guard them better, how we can perform better, and, and how we can, you know, execute and, and win games. Yeah, and I was listening to uh, Wolf and Luke yesterday, and I thought Luke made a pretty interesting point about the Suns' style of play. And it's gotten so extreme, and we went through all the machinations of it yesterday. And Do the Suns need to change how they play basketball? I mean, that's just foolish at this Mm -hmm. point of the season. They are who they are, and you can't go one week from lauding them as the monsters of the mid-range to saying, oh, they don't get to the line enough. But Luke's point was, is I mean, the NBA almost seems to be penalizing teams that are good at the mid-range. Mm-hmm. You know, no, there's no doubt about they're, it. They're not there's a no great sh- three-point shooting team, and they don't get to the rim a lot. And, and where they live, they don't get rewarded for it. Yeah, and and um, I think there's some solutions to be had here, and I'm going to kind of lace them out a little bit later on. But I, but I think when you take a look at the NBA and you look at the way this whole thing is structured, if you're a star player... If you're Giannis or you're LeBron and you go to the rim and you initiate contact, okay, now suddenly the referee has got a decision to make. Who who is that foul on? It is only human nature for a referee to not want to foul out a star player because if a star player fouls out particularly early of a game or if a star player gets into foul trouble early in a game, it disrupts everything. Uh It changes the game. And then the refs get blamed for that. What I think needs to happen, Vinny, is I, I think the NBA has to no more fouling out. No more fouling out. Make the penalty severe. If a player gets to six fouls, but no more fouling out, because I think the, the the fear of losing a key player from a game is what makes referees give preferential treatment in foul calls. It's interesting. Um, I mean, 
And maybe that's something we can circle back around to to make it severe. But I don't think you want to add more free throws to the mix either uh, to slow the not. game down. I mean, one of the, the great things the NBA has going for it is the athletic flow of yep. the game. Hockey right. style. You get your sixth foul, you have to play 30 seconds or a minute down a player. That's not going to happen. Wow, a penalty box. <laughs> wow. What if after six fouls, if you're in the penalty, it becomes two in the ball? Something like that. Yeah. Something like a technical, like, like a technical that, foul. Exactly. You or, may, you or make, one in the ball. That's exactly right. Yeah. Or, or, or to keep flow going, you just put two points on the board. Or the other team gets to play with two basketballs at once. Oh, stop that, Jared. We're actually we're affecting real change here. <laughs> two basketballs at once. What if there was a soup buffet at the right. side of the court? Could you imagine that? No. And no one was stirring it? Don't, don't be ridiculous. Legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, has announced his retirement. And we want to hear from you thanking Al. Just text the word Al to 62620 and submit a video. Thank you, Al, message. We may even play it on the air. Once again, if you want to participate, that's Al to 620 Coming up next, oh, we've reached the cryptic stage of DeAndre Hopkins' recruitment oh this offseason. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I think it could work. Why, why couldn't it work? Um, I think he can go to Buffalo, one-year deal. Um, I don't really think it's about the money with him right now. Okay. Um, okay. I think he want to get out. And it's, it's a big thing. He want to win. Definitely want to win and get a shot. So my sources tell me Buffalo can work. That's Pac-Man Jones. Adam Pac-Man Jones on the Pat McAfee Show. Wow. Speaking kind of on behalf of DeAndre Hopkins, his sources saying he wants out. He wants to go to Buffalo. DeAndre Hopkins himself on Instagram yesterday posted a video that featured that song that Jared played coming back, Bob Marley, Buffalo Soldier. Just kind of quoting the lyrics. We're we're at that point. Yeah, the cryptic. The yeah, the cryptic. I don't even point. know if that qualifies as cryptic. Yeah, maybe that, not. That's kind maybe of. Not. I mean, that's kind of transparent compared it to really what guys is. do. Yeah, I, and and again, his mindset is just it, it, it's really something, isn't it? Yeah, just this open flirtation and these little cryptic messages and, yeah, and Pac Man Jones saying know, eh, one year deal. No, it doesn't work that way. He's got a contract. He's got a contract. <laughs> but you know what D Hop is saying. There is no better catch out there than I. Than I. <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is what he's saying. That is what he's... Uh, and, and look, you can't... DeAndre Hopkins wanted out of Houston. He got out of Houston. He came to a situation that he thought was a positive situation, and it was for, for about two seasons. It was a positive situation in Arizona. The, the painful ending of year two uh, kind of set the tone for what was to come in year three. And the Cardinals, I, I think behind closed doors, the people that have been through the whole thing and you know Michael Bidwell at the, at the front mm-hmm. of that parade are just shaking their head and asking the questions, how did we get here? Because it did seem so positive, and now you well, got a guy yeah. who you know you thought you, you know, pulled off the coup of all coups in in, in that uh, off season to get him from Houston for what you gave up, and now it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is moving on, and and I understand his uh, his want, his desire to be on a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl. At this yeah, point. yeah, and and again, I just I am astounded at the fact that that a player like that can create this kind of demand, and th- there are uh, probably ten NFL cities where football writers said, oh, this would be a great fit for us. And again, if you've got 
got that kind of leverage, if you've got a player that's in that kind of demand, generally that should spike the asking price, and it's not happening. And it's either because there's this there is this code in the NFL that before the draft, we you don't know draft picks are worth gold this time of year. Then you get closer, and it, the the value of them change. And I don't know. It just to me, I I, I think the Cardinals. It, it makes an awful lot of sense to trade him, but not give him away. Yes, and, and that to me, there's got to be a there's got to be a line here where the Cardinals just are willing to play hardball. This is an early test for this organization. I, I know that they probably want to make this go real smooth, so there's no ripples, no waves, no acrimony. Yes. Because but, this has the this has the capability of getting acrimonious. Yeah. And I don't think that's a, a player of his stature. I don't think you can risk it there. You're, you're, there is an element of keeping the player happy, even on his way out of town. Well, because you're, you're setting instant precedent yes. with a new regime and a new GM yes. and the new state of the franchise. Absolutely. You don't instantly want to have a player upset and it gets no. throughout the league and I don't want to play for these people. They don't even know how to handle their players and right. treat their players. Exactly. exactly. And, and how do you, as a new general manager, as a new head coach, how do you command a new team if you've got this distraction over here and people are looking at you like, okay, well, how, are you, how are you handling this? What's going on? with? It's the Patrick Peterson, Steve Wilkes thing. You remember how that just submarine Steve Wilkes, mm-hmm. and so so to me this is this has got danger written all over it. This has got clearance sale written all over it, and that's where I think the Cardinals have to be real careful here, because you know you start giving guys away. How long then before a guy like Buddha Baker says, you know what? Do I really want to lose thirteen games this year again? You know, and and none of us would ever see Buddha as the kind of guy that would want out or ask for a trade. No, but losing, losing does stuff to yeah, people, man. You get to a point, and and when the losing starts to intersect with your age, it really hits home. Uh, got to the point where Aeneas Williams was like, "Can I please go someplace else and try to win a Super Bowl?" And he did. And he did. He and won he a did. Super Bowl in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Pac Man Jones. He he talked about his sources. Right. My sources are oh, telling me. Okay. So here's more from the Pat McAfee show. Uh, the sources indicating there are several teams that could be in on DeAndre Hopkins. What we're hearing from Pac-Man's source says feels like Buffalo Bills fans have a reason to be excited. Mm-hmm. But Falcons fans, I guess, in. Ravens fans, in. Raiders fans should know they're in. in. Anybody else? Patriots fans. Oh! Wow. What? <laughs> Can I, from, from listening to the Pat McAfee show before, mm-hmm. when he says it like that, that means that there's one source and the source is D-Hop. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he used that a lot when he was t- breaking Aaron Rodgers' news. Mm-hmm. My source Sizz. is... Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so again, if you've got... That's five teams. If you've got five teams that all want this elite wide receiver... Don't you think you should be able to get a second round pick? Well, yeah, I if, there, if there's so. any sort of bidding war. But again, if that's coming straight from the, the mouth of DeAndre Hopkins, uh-huh. maybe it's him trying to drum up interest that's not there. We don't know. There's a well, lot of games that's that are true. played. That is that's a very, that's a great point. But let's go over that list of teams. Can he win in Buffalo? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can he win with the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Kind of in a transition mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. Atlanta stinks out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could probably win in New England. Probably. I don't know. I think their days might be. Really? Their days of, yeah, I mean. Okay. What have you done for me lately, said Janet Jackson. 
Well, there is ooh, a, ooh, 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 ooh. for all the people who worship at the Church of Belichick. There is an amazing story about his kid. Did you hear about that when his kid came in to coach the safeties and he walked in the room and said, "Listen, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what I'm doing." <laughs> I did not hear oh, yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And just flat out said, yeah, this is nepotism. I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'll figure it out, but I just want to be honest with you guys right now. I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you imagine being a player walking out uh-huh. of that position meeting? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We suck again. Well, and it, but it's it's one of those things where, where the guy at the top is so good, it, it's almost made it... It's almost made them believe, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anybody below him doesn't really matter. And and that manifested itself last year with the D.C. trying to be an O.C. Mm-hmm. and turning out one of the worst offensive seasons of football anyone has ever witnessed. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And they still yeah. beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, there, there was a, a name that didn't show up on that list, and I'm curious as to why, because other people that are pretty dialed in to what's going on in the NFL, Albert Breer being one of them, Jeff Darlington being another, Figure the Kansas City Chiefs, they have got need at wide receiver now, and Hopkins would fit in nicely and could check that box of, of being able to maybe win a Super Bowl. Here's here's Jeff Darlington from ESPN. To me, this reeks of uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are now in an in interesting position that the Patriots were in with Tom Brady when, for instance, they acquired Randy Moss. They can play the market and look for guys who they're going to fall in line when they get there because of Patrick Mahomes. Not that Hopkins is a guy who would fall out of line, but they might either play for less, they might just be willing to be more of a company man, again, not about Hopkins, in general, the landscape of the wide receiver position, to play with Mahomes. That is a very valuable resource if you're the Chiefs. And I think that they're going to continue to take advantage of it, which they did last year with a lot of these guys. You know, And I think that that, that could, again, be the case this year. And that's why I feel like Hopkins flying under the radar a little bit, maybe Maybe restructure somehow. Maybe they do the trade. I just, it feels like ripe for the Chiefs picking. Well, that'd be a fun combo to watch. Mahomes oh, throwing a DeAndre man. Hopkins. Yeah, that would be. That would be That would be a lot of highlight reel kind of stuff. Especially and, when you got a tight yeah. end clearing out the middle. And that's exactly the kind of team that can absorb a guy like D-Hop mm-hmm. who comes in with preconditions. Yeah. So yeah, that and and again, I think a lot of people. That's if you were going to wager, that seems to be the most likely outcome. Yes. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at six twenty six twenty right now. Coming up next, with new rules in place and coming off of the World Baseball Classic, does Major League Baseball actually have momentum what? in the sporting landscape in America? Kind of feels like it. We'll get into that subject next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yes, we made it to the Friday edition of Bickley and Murata mornings coming to you live from the Auction Community Studios. The whole team is here. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Sarah Cazell, Jared Carlin taking you up until 10 o'clock. And we are less than a week away. A week from today, we'll mm-hmm. probably be talking. Well, I won't be here, but uh, you'll probably be talking about. Oh, yeah, that's opening right. Diamondbacks and Dodgers. Yeah, that's right. Thursday, uh, Thursday night is opening night in Los Angeles. Uh, Diamondbacks and Dodgers. And look, there's local excitement with the team, with the Corbin mm-hmm. Carroll signing an extension and all this young talent. And D-backs might have a chance. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, prognosticators are pinning them as maybe a team that can make a wild card uh, chase mm-hmm. this year ahead of schedule, but it just seems like, and you brought this up, and I think you're exactly right, Bick. 
It just seems like with everything in the mix right now, baseball's having a moment. With the World base, put it. The World Baseball Classic with these new rules that, you know, they're adjusting to, but mm-hmm. so far the results have been good. And then you add in this. I want to play this promo. Is there anybody on planet Earth that doesn't love Brian Cranston? No, he's about as universally loved as an actor can get. We did the universally loved Mock My World and Brian Cranston. How did he not make it? He did not get drafted. And I think we all missed an opportunity there. But he's a baseball fan. And sure, I'm sure he got compensated to say this. But still, he said it. He said it well. Uh, I got to pull this up. Okay, it's okay. It's all right. It's worth the wait, folks. Why is this not? I am up? the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. I, I am Heisenberg. <laughs> hmm. wow, All right, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. It's not awesome. I, it's I'm, not, gonna, I'm gonna get to okay, it. I remember. Okay, it, we'll uh, get to during it. the commercial. We'll break. get to it. We'll get to it. But the point is, is momentum, and and it's spinning out of the World Baseball Classic, and it's spinning out of the rules changes that anybody who has watched spring training um, at Cactus League or the Grapefruit League, it's working. The, the pace of the play, the goosing up of the game for all the whining and for all the the players who were clapping back, how dare you tell me how to conduct myself as a professional athlete, it's working. The games are quicker, and and as a result, people with limited attention spans, hey, everybody, <laughs> right? People with limited attention spans you don't drift. I watch baseball now, and I don't have that terrible sense of flight overtaking me. Meaning, get me away from this of of this game where nothing is happening. Yeah, I, Give yourself some credit, too, though. It's not just the short attention span. Like, no one has time to spend on a three-hour game every single night, 162 no. Great games. Great point. No one has time for that. No one's Al- got time. Almost no one. There's some people that do. Some people do. I, I, I Congratulations to those who do. Right. Can we play this now? I got a queued up. All right. This game is for you, the fan. You want the action to flow, the bat on the ball, and tearing on the base paths. This is the game we all want to see. Get the ball, pitch the ball. Keep the defense on their toes. Field like Ozzy, run like Ricky. So get that shift out of here. Free up the players to put on a show. It's the best game in the world. Now it's even better. And the purist will hear that and go, ah! better. It's and quicker. There was nothing wrong with it. I love the... Look, I, I'm, I'm the same way, and I'm in a hard spot because you you deal with your past when you consider baseball in the year 2023. You consider your past love of it, and it's the first sport I fell in love with, and I'll always love it to a degree. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It got a little bit stale and a yeah. little bit hard to watch on a regular basis. And I, I'll say this. Uh, as somebody like you who grew up in an era when baseball was very popular and very important and culturally relevant, the baseball game, the sport of baseball that people of my generation and yours and others, the the sport you grew up with, move fast. The game slowed down dramatically from the 90s till 2022. That's all a recent creation. The yes. expanding, the dillying, the dallying, the undoing, batting gloves, adjusting, athletic supporters. You ever worn one of those, Jarrett? Don't answer that. <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> why would he? <laughs> why would he? <laughs> 
So, so to me, yeah, I, I think that this, the pace of play, okay, it's got, okay, it's safe to watch a baseball game. Because here's the thing. If you're going to start and invest time in a baseball game, you invest time in anything you're watching. You want to see the conclusion of it. Yes. And so now you watch a baseball game, you're like, okay, I can, I can, this is moving along at a respectable pace. And then you get the World Baseball Classic on top of it. And, and this idea now that Major League Baseball has this unicorn. There are a lot of people, I think, who only now grasp the greatness of Shohei Otani. Only now. Yes, I agree. It's but because it, he doesn't play in the playoffs. It doesn't play in the playoffs. He's lost in Anaheim. Yeah, right. His game started, you know, 1040 p.m. Exactly. every night in That's the East exactly. Coast. I mean, if he were playing for the Yankees, could you imagine the difference? But I also think it was interesting. Well, the the yeah. juxtaposition <laughs> of this excitement of the new rules in mm-hmm. Major League Baseball and then people still enjoying the World Baseball Classic, which did not play under the new rules. There was no pitch clock. No, there was shifts. Shifts were allowed. Yep. All mm-hmm. of those things. Yep. Uh, the data from earlier this week... Um, Entering play on Wednesday, Major League Baseball, the average time of games has been reduced by 26 minutes from last year. The average length of spring training games this year is two hours and 35 minutes compared to three hours, one minute from 2022. I think the true test starts next Thursday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you've got strategic uh, moves going on that do slow down the game, you know, in-inning pitching changes are a heck of a lot more prevalent in the regular season than they are in spring training. Um, So... uh, We'll and how see. Gonzo or the umpire is going to, is there going to be any leeway, for instance? Are you actually going to call an automatic strike with the game on the line? No. Which we did see yeah, in spring right. training. We saw in the spring training. We saw just a couple days ago Wilson Contreras, mm-hmm. you know, get called out for adjusting his batting gloves. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I know from watching the World Baseball Classic because they did not play by the new pitch clock and the new rules. I remember going, this pitcher's taking too much time. What's he doing? And, and so it, and so it's already affected me. Like going back to the old stuff, I, I'm already, I'm already sort of like, oh no, 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 can't go back there. Uh, let me, and, and that was the one bad thing about the World Baseball Club. But again, this stuff hits me deeper than it does most. But people. go all right. Now apply that to what we're going to see in regular season uh, Major League Baseball and what, what we've seen in spring training. Mm-hmm. There's a level of. I, I don't know what other word to use. There's a level of anxiety that comes into play when there's a clock ticking down. Mm-hmm. It just is. And it's one of the things that makes sports great. I don't. Some people are going to be weird about that, always watching the clock and saying, why is the pitcher not on the rubber yet? Why is the batter not in the batter's box yet? They're going to get called out. What affects me in sports right now, less so this year because of you know ball handling duties changing, mm-hmm. Chris Paul in the first two years of his son's career, would use 7.9 seconds of the eight <laughs> seconds allotted to get the ball into the into the uh-huh. front court, uh-huh. and it gives me anxiety like a little bit to like get get it across. You don't want a wasted or, possession. Or when he's but, walking go, the go, dog. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I do the same thing. I can't stand that. But, but anyways, it does yes, add that element to it. Yeah, it does. It and does. That'll add. be hard for a lot of people to adjust to from a viewing standpoint. Yeah. I just yeah. wonder if any of this will have an impact on young viewership. If MLB doesn't learn how to market their stars. Because think about what what it feels like the TikTok generation, I'll call them. What they enjoy about sports is following their favorite players. 
mm-hmm. following their favorite stars. Mo- most people, their favorite basketball team is their favorite basketball team because they like the star on the team. Mm-hmm. True. Not necessarily because they're from that city or I something. I think you ask a fascinating question because for years we've heard, oh, Major League Baseball, they don't know how to market their stars. We just played a 30-second promo with a very prominent A-list actor talking about how great the game is going to be and talking about all of the stars. They market their stars. You have to have a receptive audience for the marketing to happen. So maybe this is that ground roots, you know, grassroots mm-hmm. effort by speeding things up, by making things less quote unquote boring for the younger generation, that they'll pay attention to the game and then latch on to the stars of their choice. I remember I, I read somewhere, I, I think Stephen A. Smith, uh, at one point, I don't know how recent, but at one point said one of the impediments to Shohei is that he speaks through a translator, mm-hmm. through an interpreter. I don't know, but that doesn't bother me. I, I, I'm sure you would like to have a charismatic star who... This guy is very charismatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. What he, if you hear about the speech he gave... Oh, it was his brilliant. Japanese teammates, it was fabulous. Yeah, stop admiring them. Yeah, for one them. night, yeah. that, that's, yes, that's Paul Goldschmidt there. There's Mookie Betts there. Get past it. Focus on winning tonight. Get back to admiring them tomorrow, but tonight, beat them. Yeah. I, I was like, Wow. This guy's a legend. And that's another great element that we just saw in the World Baseball Classic. I don't know if you saw the video of the Australian pitcher. His name, I think his name is Todd Van Stiesel. Mm-hmm. An Australian pitcher went back and posted the video of him pitching to Shohei Otani and what was going through his head with every pitch. Uh-huh. And it was fascinating because he's not he's not a major league baseball player. He's just he's just some dude. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a major league player. Uh-huh. I'm playing video games tomorrow is with this, my friends. And is this the guy that struck him out? He struck him yeah, out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a fabulous <laughs> it, moment. It, it was great. Yeah. But that's another element that yeah. you get. And and again, that World Baseball Classic, that they tapped into something very, very powerful because Major League Baseball is uniquely diverse because it brings in a lot of Latin America. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. And then you've got the 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 Pacific Rim and the influx but, of Asian players. Yes, but you know, national pride all over the globe kicks in. It's why people watch swimming every four years. Hey. It's why people watch gymnastics every four hey. years. <laughs> Figure skating. Generally speaking, man, it's why people watch w- water polo. Curling. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Water polo. Curling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll see. Track and field. I, I think they're, they're, they're on a good path, though, Major League Baseball. I haven't been able to say that too much lately. Yeah. Coming up next, are the Suns on a good path? There is a weird juxtaposition of doom and gloom and ultimate hope going on in Phoenix right now that has been really hard to reconcile. We'll get into that next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.